here comes the odd step. Uh, yo, what is good, people? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again on What's the Word Entertainment. Back in action uh, once again. Obed, what's going on with you, homie? How you done now? I mean, that's, I don't know if that's racist. Is it racist to make up, uh, like, you know, the the twang? I don't know. What, what's that call for, for somebody I, from an island? I don't think it would be racist. I mean... Okay. Fine. I mean, if it is, I mean, we apologize, folks, but we're not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. Well, I only say that because if you saw last week tonight, shout out uh, to last week tonight, um, that they legit had a segment where it was a bunch of like, you know, small towns that dudes were doing a Irish accent. It's just like, I feel like somebody from Ireland would be upset. You don't even know what a Blarney Stone is, bro. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm a people don't get mad for nothing, dude. Trust me. I know that's all my people's right there. Some of my people. Okay? I'm. Offended. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Shut, shut up, Paul. Make it go so then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really say what people say. I went this. Name what I do. Mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. Who didn't mess with Sean Paul? So Sean Paul was popping in the early 2000s, son. <laughs> what? Deport them. Infiltrate. Oh, come on. <laughs> da, 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 deport them. Da, da, Yo, da, yeah, come on. What? Dude, that was the jams back then. Oh, my God. We are definitely showing our age here. Oh, my goodness. Well, folks, we thank you once again for joining in this week. Um, got a lot on the plate here today. Let's open. Let's just get it started. Before we get into the NFL, and we've got plenty of us to do with that, all the recent trade, the draft pick trades, and we're going to continue our divisional breakdown with the AFC. Let's talk about some quick NBA action. On a quick side note, one of the uh, worst organizations in sports, the New York Knicks, um, I don't know if you saw that a fan was actually kicked out of Madison Square Garden uh, a couple of weeks back for wearing a T-shirt that said Ben Dolan. First of all, I am all for this. I have been on record as saying James Dolan, who's the owner of the New York Knicks and Madison Square Garden, needs to sell the team flat out. Him and Dan, he and Dan Snyder are the two worst owners in sports. I, okay, so the fact that now they they did ask the guy, they told the guy, listen, we'll. You can just cover up the shirt. You can, we'll, give, we'll even give you a shirt because they deemed it as being like offensive, you know, or things like that. I'm like, dude, this is James Dolan just trying to rule with an iron fist, you know what I mean? And just controlling, trying to control the narrative. And he doesn't want anyone talking badly about him. Dude, come on, get over yourself. It's some random fan at it enjoying a game who paid for his ticket, you know? But and they wanted him to cover us, and it wasn't it had a it didn't have a curse word, no like def, defaming or against him or his family or anything like that. It just said the words "ban Dolan," and you're getting you're kicking the kid out. Like, get over yourself, James. I agree with you, but he was in a private business with a shirt that even if I'm the owner, I'm not. I might not like it. That 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 kid knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> and the, the, in fact, not taking the shirt off, they were willing to give him another shirt. He could have mm -hmm. been like, uh, yo, go get me the Mitchell and S, uh, you know, Ooh. Justin Houston, go get me the Mitchell and S, uh, uh, Latrell Sprewell. Like, go, mm -hmm. let me go rock one of those, one of those old school. Allen Houston. Man. Yeah, oh, excuse yeah, me, yeah. Allen Houston. Right, I really right. just shouted out the defensive end from the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, you know, he could have he could have said his price. Rather, he was like, "No, I want to wear my shirt and I want to go home." He he he's he's he reminds me of the kid that went at Cam Newton because these new mm. young bucks think that mm. everything is an opportunity to like go viral on the internet. Mm. You could tell the story after you watch the game for real, real. Knowing how many people are sitting at home who can't get a vaccine who would have gladly been in that seat mm -hmm. and could have just sat there and enjoyed the game because we ain't been able to go watch games in person for a long time. But I'm just on the pedestal now. 
All right, I, I get what Jim you're saying. Jim Dolan does get doesn't deserve to get uh fire, fired. I'm sorry, he sucks. Like he's ran the that ground into that organization farther into ground, which I, I didn't think was possible. Uh, <laughs> I know it has they, been over the last decade. Yeah, they haven't been to the playoffs in forever. Um, you know, you, you the biggest free agent they got a few years back was was Carmelo Anthony. Didn't do anything with it with while in his time in New York and quite frankly, they're not really changing the narrative that New York, well, well, this Manhattan is a bad place to play because we all know what's happening over in the other side of New York, in Brooklyn. Goodness gracious. Brooklyn, they go hard. <laughs> Apparently, because they're going hard and picking up every damn all-star they can find. They're about to go pick up Dr. J. They're about to go they about to go grab Shaq out of retirement. They're about to grab uh, Bill Russell and all that. Like, dude, they just grabbed uh, Senator LaMarcus Aldridge and when he cleared waivers from the, from the Spurs, yeah. it's like you're starting five. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge. All, all former All-Stars. Are you kidding me? This, it's not even fair anymore, right? They, they, if they do not win the East, it is a travesty. It's one of the biggest busts in sports if they do not win the East. Am I, am I wrong for saying that? I don't think you're wrong for saying that. I mean, we still had them. I, I, it's easy for me to say that they're on their way to face LeBron and the Lakers in the finals, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, you just have, again, there's only one ball, right? There's only one rock. I, I, I'm not, I, I, a part of me was like, I don't, not sure what this adds because he got waived by a team that could use help. Isn't attack. Isn't, isn't, you know what I mean? Going to be mm-hmm. uh, beating down the hatches when it comes to uh, San Antonio. Um, but Hey, he's another name. He's another name who should be able to come in, add veteran leadership, add playoff experience, and be able to keep this thing humming the way that they need to so they can go out here and do something. So, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Signing, but it's, it's, you know, and you said, you know, said about, about LeBron, you know, he's still out with injuring that, that high ankle sprain, I believe. And they just had another piece themselves. They added, they added uh, former All Star center Andre Drummond they, from, from the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I mean, even look, dude. <laughs> It's just like, and it's almost like an embarrassment of riches for these squads. Now, yeah. their lineup, you know, you've got Dennis Shorter, you got LeBron, AD, Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma. It, it, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, I feel like we're headed to a Brooklyn LA finals matchup, which is not a bad place to be if you're the NBA from a marketing standpoint. New York and New York and California, are you kidding me? Two yeah. of the biggest market, you know, Brooklyn and, and LA. I mean, that revenue they'll bring in is tremendous. Now, again, we know this is if if we were this was non-COVID times where you have uh, full 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 stand full stands, you know, full capacity fans in the seats. You know what I mean? But even still, just from a marketing standpoint, I bet the NBA would absolutely love it. But I mean, is it really fair? Just these super teams, you know, and I think it was Stephen A. Smith of ESPN was was on record of saying the other day he kind of blames LeBron for this. You know what I mean? starting this trend of just building a super team you can even go back a little bit further when the big three in boston was formed with when kevin garnett left minnesota went to boston with with paul pearson and ray allen now it wasn't like they were the three toppers of their game like lebron bosh and d wade were but still but is it even fair anymore just these have these super teams to just keep going like this so it's like inevitable that they're going to just meet in the finals every single year so I would go back. I wouldn't really, you know, knock the uh, the Celtics for having a big three. They had a full roster, right? If anything, I would say they had a big four when you had Rajon Rondo out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I, I think more so when you're talking about a super team, you're talking about guys taking the super max to all go to one destination, which is what LeBron has, has really influenced into the league where what I want to do and what I want to achieve is more important than how the team thinks it should be done or put, or put together that what you end up with is him, uh, D Wade and Bosch, or at least Bosch and he going down to uh, South beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, at some point it's like, you're going to want to win. I think this dynamic will change once LeBron is out of the league, right? Because what he is so. able, I think so. What he's able to do on the field, on the on the court of play, is mm-hmm. so different than uh, what other players can do. That it's it's no wonder he's always in the finals. No wonder he's always in the postseason, right? Oh it, yeah, we're we're not knocking LeBron's ability yeah. whatsoever. No, not at all. I'm just saying that when when he's gone, you know, I don't know about super teams, but there are enough like top tier talented guys out there that, as opposed to trying to be Damian Lillard, Lillard would rather be Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And know? it's funny that you say Damian Lillard. I was having this conversation with a coworker not too long ago. Lillard will be that guy who stays loyal to his squad throughout his entire career, but never wins a championship. And he will be criticized for not winning a championship. Damian Lillard is a bad man. Okay. He is that dude. Let's not get it twisted. Ladies and gentlemen, he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. You know why? Because he plays in Portland. No one really, who, who do you know that is a Portland trailblazers fan? Fan. How many people really follow the Portland trailblazers blazers outside of Portland? Let's just, let's just be honest. They're not a big market team. They're not the Lakers. They're not the Celtics. They're not uh, the, even the, even the New York disgraced New York Knicks. They don't have, you know, the players don't have the fan base as the Knicks do. They're not even the Warriors or the Rockets and these, these big market teams. And it's just, you know, you said Kevin Durant kind of going, you know, he, you know, with Kyrie this year that they got hardened. If that's what Kev, KD wants to do to get him rings, that's what he wants to do. Because we all know the goal is to win every, every each and every single year. And I don't necessarily not guys for joining because like I said, the goal is to win. And what do you have to do to put yourself position to win? Yeah. And they're doing sometimes what they feel, what they feel is necessary, what they want to do. So yeah. I can't necessarily knock it. Some people yeah. do. Some people think it's it's whack that you know you just make a bunch of all stars on a squad, dude. If you were in that position and you were fighting for a ring in every single year, I, I bet you, I bet you hundred bucks you'd do it. Why do you think all twenty two starters for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers returned to the game? Come on now. Um, and honestly, the Andre Drummond signing I think is a good quality signing. Of you know uh, he's a he's a high draft pick. Uh, he's also twenty seven years old. You know, averaging thirteen points right now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's as as far as the center position. This mm-hmm. gives them back what they're missing with LeBron out in that court presence, right? Like, mm-hmm. and giving this kid an opportunity to play for the Lake Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And for play. for for Andre Drummond, for his career, he averages 13.8 rebounds a game for his career. The only time he didn't average a double digit rebounds was his rookie season. This guy is no slouch. Okay. You know, this brings a valid presence in the post down and down low, you know, to be, to be behind AD. So this is a good look for the Lakers, especially with LeBron and AD out with injuries when yeah. they're healthy and they're at full strength. I think you will see a, a Brooklyn LA finals matchup without a doubt. Well, let's move it along to the NFL. Um, 
so many things happening here, Obed. Let's just get right into it. First up, let's talk about the signing of wide receiver Kenny Galladay. He signed a four-year deal with the New York football giants. I know you're a fan of Kenny Galladay, if I'm not mistaken. You've talked about him quite, quite often on, on this show. What does this deal, what does Galladay being in New York mean for the Giants and more importantly, Daniel Jones and that offense? So it's funny, you know, I think the only thing missing from that offense was, uh, you know, a dominant number one wide receiver is Kelly Dalton. And is Kenny Galladay a dominant number one wide receiver? I don't know that for sure. Um, he's had a top tier quarterback throwing to him for the majority of his career. He's been able to do the best that he can with that with Matt Stafford, who's now out in California with the uh, Rams. Um, right, but. Right. You know, this this fills a void for them. Let's see what they can do. If this is Daniel Dimes might take a third year leap, much like Josh Allen. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he this is basically a three year, 40 million dollar guarantee contract that they gave to Kenny Galladay, which is good money. But uh, Tyler Lockett got the same thing. I would probably rather give Tyler Lockett three years, 40 million than like the three years, 37 that he got, because I think you get more out of Tyler Lockett than you do out of Kenny Galladay. But you think you so? Know, he, I, but at least we know he'll play the OBJ role. Kenny Galladay will play the OBJ role. He'll open up lanes for Saquon. And really that's kind of what they want to get back to having guys that uh, uh, can catch the rock from Daniel Jones and just seeing if he can distribute to everybody, which I think he can. Right. You know, it's tough to say because we don't know what Saquon's, how he's going to come back after an ACL injury. They're not sure if he's going to get, you know, they're in no rush. I think yeah. the owners, they're in no rush to uh, extend his contract anytime soon. But just looking at this Giants roster, you know, now you've got you, you've got your running back as long as he's healthy. Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton at wide receiver, Evan Ingram at the tight end position. I think right now it's just the O-line. You have to make sure Daniel Jones stays upright, even though he can he can scramble a little bit. You know, he's not he's not opposed to running the running the rock if, if need be. But get another piece in the O-line. And, and and the offense, I think the offense might be able to do some things, you know. I think I don't think they're going to light up the scoreboard, you know, put up 40 points a game or anything like that. But I think they will do some things as long as Saquon Barkley is healthy. Um, that's just me. Moving on, uh, former Baltimore Ravens QB and former Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco, um, if more more recently with the New York Jets, has signed up to be the backup QB for the Philadelphia Eagles. Was this a just like, hey, you know what, we needed someone to back up Jalen Hurts thing? Or Obed, do you think it was no? We needed someone just in case Jalen Hurts actually truly is not as good as we think he is, and we may, maybe made a mistake by dealing away Carson Wentz. Not at all. Carson Wentz is a cancer. It's time for him to go. You, he, and and as showcased by Carson Wentz showing up to the Indianapolis Colts, and Michael Pittman told him, uh, "Go get another number." Um, <laughs> it's so you know, and Joe Flacco. I mean, this is just a veteran signing trying to keep a guy in the lot in the. Uh, on your bench in case you need him, you know, helping the, I mean, you know, it's funny. Uh, Joe Flacco historically does not work well with understudies. So we will see how this works out. If he's going to be a part of this, obviously after his tenure with the with Baltimore Ravens and how that ended, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know if he was really happy to work with uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. That being said, I'm sure he can see the force for the trees. Now Flacco's uh, definitely at the tail end of his career. Um, I apologize, America. I will never introduce this man as former Super Bowl MVP because that shit just doesn't matter to me at all. Um, <laughs> he he plays football. 
he plays football. <laughs> he play, he's he's a quarterback in the league. That's all. He's he's a quarterback in the league now. That's it. Don't know. But this is my problem with him is that people compared his Super Bowl run to Joe Montana, and y'all need to stop. Dude, We're not. He, he got, got he got hot, hot at the right time and got paid. And that's kudos, it. Kudos, kudos that's to him. it. Give that's him it. Hey, that's all it is. Great. We can move on now. Mm-hmm. You, you, Dell, will see him when his number gets retired at the University of Delaware. Other than that, I have nothing to speak on. Let's move forward. <laughs> All right, moving along. Um, in other news, the Washington football team, just call them the, the no names, is actually considering keeping their name a- as is. I, I don't, can it, why? 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 You, you telling me you can't come up with, with a new damn nickname? There's a, but I guarantee there's a buttload of people in that marketing department with the Washington football team. And no one can come up with a viable team name, whether it's a, a name after an animal, a car, whatever the hell it is. You can't come up with nothing after the, you, after you change from what it used to be. Come on. <laughs> it's just stupid. It, it, it is, but that's my opinion. Been, they've, it's, it's been validated by them going to the postseason. So now they can just say, hey, it's a winning name. It's oh. the football team. The football team. That's mm-hmm. the winning name. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, listen, let them run with it because they weren't coming back to DC without that name being changed. Yeah. And is it just like a thing that everyone's going to change their name, or we're going to have the you know the New York the New York football team and the Jets and Giants? I mean, the Buffalo football team. Is this what we're going to do? I mean, <laughs> if if one know, day people I, start changing. Whenever we do our, our listings for the games and you see them on the schedule, it's usually Miami versus Washington, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to say the names ever. True, true, we didn't true. really want to. True. You know what I mean? When you say New England, you know who you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what I mean? Okay. So you know. I, I just I just thought it was eh, it's something just on a low level. It's very Dan Snyder-esque. That's all it's I got it. It's got that funk, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it smells like Dan Snyder. Yeah, what was that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Ooh, ooh. Oh, that's oh, that's just Dan Snyder. Keep it moving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a- a- anyway, moving along. Um, you mentioned before that the Bucks brought all twenty-two starters back. They just re-signed running back Leonard Fournette, who is not guaranteed to be apparently the starting running back next season, as some have noted. But the bigger question is now that they've got all twenty-two starters, including offensive defense. Can they repeat as champions next season, Obed? Um, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't. I don't. I don't honestly think so. Unless that defense takes a step forward and that run game figures itself out, um, you know, yeah, all twenty-two starters are back. Everybody's back. You know, so you mm-hmm. line up the same way. They have more confidence in what they like to do because they played together. I'll say this. Tom Brady, his first year back after he t- after touring his ACL, tearing his ACL, mm. you know, led the Patriots. I think they were <clears throat> ten and sixteen, made the playoffs, made the postseason. You know, mm. he he they they just never looked like it clicked. Year after that, they look like the Pats all over again. I think he had like I I, I goodness, I wonder if that was his like thirty four touchdowns, six interceptions seasons. You know. Mm. Um, mm. Knowing that he has the opportunity for that. Well, oh, go, go ahead. No, so you, so you think they're, they're going to basically take a step back from the success they have. And not necessarily that they have to win to be successful, no. but I mean, can't have, you know, another, like a, have a 12 win season and go make an NFC, NFC championship game. Would that be just a bust, so to speak? 
no, no, I'm, I'm on board with a leap, a, a second year leap for them. Tom Brady okay. comfort level, being able to put into the things into the offense that like get that familiarity with his receiver at a full off season. Mm-hmm. I fear for the league. I fear mm-hmm. for the league with a Tom Brady who actually has an off season to do the kind of things he wants to do with a bunch of players who are athletic enough to do what he wants to do. Right. Like he, back in the past, if you had somebody he was afraid of, it was Rache Caldwell who might drop the ball. Uh, I, you know, it's it, God rest his soul. I think he might be, he might be deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, now he has, you know, 3000 yard receivers, a almost thousand yard tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got two other tight ends that are just amazing. Uh, two running backs, one of which he doesn't even really need until the postseason. Like the playoff version of a player is a real thing. Everybody laughs when my, when I would say the term playoff, Danny, you look at Danny Amendola's stats every time through the regular season, and then look at his stats in the postseason, And then tell me when he comes out with the ring at the end of the season, that that man is not cooking in the postseason. I don't need him all year. I need him when I need him. That's who Len- Lenny was for them. Uh, coming off a 64, 300 yards, three touchdowns on the ground uh, uh, performance with 18 catches, 148 yards and a touchdown through the air. Mind you, he was 89 yards on the ground and a touchdown and 18 yards through the air and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And that was in four games. Uh, one year, 3.25 million for that is, is a steal. Um, but I do think there's a chance for them to repeat. It's just going to be hard because everybody's going to have be a full strength. I mean – to me, this squad is is stacked from the from the top from the top down. You mentioned it. You got three thousand yard receivers, almost a thousand yard tight end. Offensively, I think defensively they'll be stronger. Like you mentioned before, with the full off season schedule, you know, and and even 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 the preseason games, which we'll even talk about that here shortly in a bit, you know, in a yeah. little bit as far as the schedule is concerned. But yeah, I think they have a very good chance of repeating as Super Bowl champions next season. Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to have Green Bay still back there. I think you we will. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be different with the Saints, with, not, with Drew Brees not there in the NFC, you know, with the Saints yeah. squad um, in, that, in, in that division. So I think, I think the Buccaneers can easily win that division, that's for sure. They also um, won't be playing the first-place schedule as well because they didn't win the division, right? So even though the schedule will be harder, mm-hmm. and this is something that I've been talking about, a lot of these division winners are, are were division winners off of second- or third-place schedules. Now they're on first-place schedules. You're going to see how hard that is to play through that. The Bucs don't have to worry about that. They didn't win the division. Right, right, right. So it's going to be it's going to be something to see. So I'm actually, I, you know, I, I would say more likely than not, they do run it back just because of the talent that they have. But we'll see how that goes yeah. um, in some trade news with draft picks are concerned. The Miami Dolphins and including the San Francisco 49ers made some splash this past week. The Dolphins traded away the number three pick. Uh, to the 49ers, they jumped down to number 12 and then moved back up to the number six from the Philadelphia Eagles. So first, let's talk about the 49ers because this is big for them. Uh, going from going moving up to, to number three, going from 12, basically 12 to three. What does this say about San Francisco and Jimmy and the chances of Jimmy G be coming back? Because it looks like in all in all certainty, it almost looks like the 49ers are going to go after quarterback, right? I mean, why else do you jump up so high unless you're going to take a quarterback? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think that's the, the belief that you want to get a chance at one of those guys, whether it be, you know, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, depending on who's left uh, from uh, New York Jets and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars making their selection. Um, you know, I, I 
anticipate Kyle Shanahan trying to get another duel with that quarterback like he had with RG3 and all he was able to to do successfully there with it when his father was the head coach of the Washington football team. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think it's to say that Jimmy is Jimmy's here. He's our quarterback now. Twenty five million for one year of his service is not as expensive as what it's costing other people to hold on to their young pieces of quarterback. Jimmy G gets injured or doesn't play well enough. We're going to slide Justin Fields right in there and start running these actual run and gun RPO offenses that everybody else seems to want to do. Yeah. I mean, to me, it is, I think it is going to be Justin Fields because it looks like obviously Trevor Lawrence will be number one, Zach Wilson out of BYU will go number two to the Jets. I think it will be Justin Fields. Can it be Mac Jones out of Alabama? It's a possibility, but I think it would be Justin Fields going to San Francisco. One in that offense with Kyle Shannon, it would be, I think would be, I think Kyle Shannon would salivate having a guy like Justin Fields in, in that uh, behind center for them. Uh, but this is a big, this is a big move by San Francisco, but I'm wondering what does this put Jimmy G? Does he get traded out of there? Does, does he, you know, st- does he start the year, you know, on kind of, uh, try to, I guess, mentor Justin Fields, so to speak. You know, does he does he get traded? Does he go back to New England? You know, it's a fight with Cam Newton for for a spot there. What does it say? What 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 do the Forty Nineers really do? On that, on that, if they do pick this QB at number three, I mean, I think it's it's obvious that uh, Jimmy G is on a short leash. I, I don't particularly think that there's any reason to expect him to remain the starter uh remain the 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 go-to guy there for the amount of money on his contract if he could he go back to new england i don't know i'm 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 prepared for new england to draft mac jones in the first round Mm -hmm. and just you know understand that we got a guy that could make the throws uh and is capable of playing the game heads up um, if he can play with yes. talent around him, I don't know if the Pats have that. They, if this is the best pass catching core of people uh, together I've seen in a while uh, that are this young um, and this hungry. I mean, you know, adding Johnny Smith, adding uh, uh, Hunter Henry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, adding Kendrick Bourne. Uh, it, it, that's an assortment of guys that Tom Brady would have worked really well with that, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, but I do believe that, um, Jimmy G is, he'll be on somebody's roster. If he's not a 49er this, uh, this year, mm-hmm. he'll be on somebody's roster, but I don't think he'll be a Patriot. Yeah. But, and going on the other side to the dolphins who went back up to number six, I think this is where they bring in a playmaker, to help Tua Tagovailoa. I think this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to build around Tua. They go after a Jamar Chase or a Devontae Smith, uh, uh, you know, type of type player, maybe even a Kyle Pitts, if he's still there, you know, at, at number six. And mm-hmm. they build around they build around Tua because I think the defense is, is set. We know they, the Dolphins have a solid, solid defense. They want to build around Tua, and this is what shows it. They were willing to give up the number three spot because they know they can still get a weapon at, at number at number six. Mm-hmm. So I think to me, I think it was worth it. Um, and I think that it, it will be one of the one of the one of the premier receivers that go that goes to Miami uh, because right now I don't think Miami has one, but I think it would be either Jamar Chase. Uh, Devonte Smith um, or the other receiver out of out of Alabama when his name Jaylen Waddle. Waddle. Jaylen yes. Waddle. Thank you. Yes, I think it will yeah. be one of those one of those three guys at, at number six to Miami. Yeah, I'm I'm a little you know I'm hesitant to say this because they're the Dolphins obviously, but they're definitely playing chess right now. You know, this used to be something you would say about New England uh, and some of the draft maneuvers that they've made, but I mean they just 
moving up, moving down, stat, you know, stashing picks, you know, moving guys to the right, right spots, getting picks off of that. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's to me, it's Brian Flores is setting up shop to be in, in Miami for a long, yes. long time. And yes. it looks to be like, it will be a very successful long time. So, yep. Yep. you know, kudos to what he's doing. Yep. Yep. We'll see how that goes. Let's move along. Obed. Um, the, just recently, the owners of the NFL of all teams officially approved a 17 game schedule for the 2021 season. Well, the bears actually voted uh, against it in a recent article stated, but just looking at the 17, 17 game schedule. Now from a fan standpoint, it's great. We get to have more real football. This, so we talked about it. We mentioned it before the preseason, they're going to take away one preseason game. One preseason game. No one watched preseason anyway. Okay. It was four preseason games. No one watched it and really watched preseason that much. Let's just be honest. Fan, the ordinary everyday fan did not watch preseason. The ordinary, the average Joe does not yeah, watch preseason. preseason. Yes. Right. You and I who are deep and deep football fans, we may watch it, you know, you know, yeah. occasionally, but there's a whole uh, uh what's it called market of fantasy analysts and uh people who work in uh you know scouting that are watching every single minute of every single game so remember right. the the standpoint that we're taking here in america is from the owner's point of view right so to me as you know what i mean it, obviously it's a revenue thing it's about bringing in more money because you have more real live games or you can put people in the in the, hopefully in the, in the stands but what does what 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 does it really mean for the players because you're just adding an this is an added risk factor for them. Well, I mean, 100%. wouldn't you agree? And no, granted, they get they're getting another paycheck for it. They're getting paid, which is great for them, but they're putting their bodies at risk even further now. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So what is it worth the risk, Obed? I don't I don't believe at all it's worth the risk. I think it's greed. I think the 16 games now is already a grueling uh, uh, struggle for most players. I don't think there's any player who doesn't have an injury by the end of the season that you don't hear about. Mm -hmm. These guys are having hernia surgeries right after the season talking about, I just wanted to finish out with my team. Like, mm -hmm. but the team would drop you and get rid of you and replace you in a moment's notice. If you couldn't play anymore, Facts. Um, you know, I, it just, it's, I'm all for players getting paid. I'm all for them making more money. The owners will always make a ton more money than the, the players have made off of this for doing nothing more than just sitting there. Um, that you at some point you have to talk about protecting the quality of the product that's on the field. And if the quality of the product starts to go down, which I think it will, um, we'll, we'll see. They might readdress it. You know, they might be like, hey, hey listen, teams are going to rest guys. Teams are going to rest guys. That's it's what gonna I was going to say. But, but, who do you how do you determine who gets rest? Because are the Green Bay Packers going to rest Aaron Rodgers and in, in a in a week thirteen or fourteen matchup against a premier team? When do you decide? Are you going to rest your starting running back? Are you going to rest your premier corner and let's say Jalen Ramsey or like an Aaron Donald? Are you? Or is Tom Brady going to sit out a game just just to kind of save his body there? It's one hundred percent. It's going to look like college football. I, I, I'm honestly, I don't think so. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll have to disagree with you, Obed. I don't think it's going to be that way at all. Okay. I think they're going to, they're going to start through because they want, they want to play. They want to be out there with their teammates each and every week. They want to earn that. They want to make sure they earn that paycheck, but they also want to win too. So I, mean, I, think, I get that. I get that. You know, but kudos, you know, Hey, we, we have a difference of opinion. That's okay. So, so coach, so coach Sherm, you've got uh, <laughs> the number one spot. You've got a, three or you got a two game lead. You got a two game lead. You could lose week 16. You could lose week 17. 
and you still would be in the pole position. Now, now that's a different story because that happens already now. Even if you go into okay. the last week of the season, week week seventeen, game game sixteen, okay. and you've yep. already locked up your division, players already sit now. I'm not talking. I'm yeah. talking about re- when randomly resting a guy in like a week nine or week twelve or whatever. Oh, they, they do it all the time. This, this is when a guy who blew up for 350 yards and four touchdowns a week before has a slump game. Like th- this is the pay- the uh, the Packers are notorious for this. Devontae Adams will go off for 220 yards and three touchdowns, and he'll have three catches for 50 yards the next season, the next the next, next week. Yeah. They 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 got They it's too grueling of a season. They have to rest these guys, and they're 100 percent resting guys in game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. We'll see how it goes. Let's get into our divisional breakdown. Oh, ben, last week, last episode, we started on the AFC East, so we'll continue on the AFC. We'll go to the AFC South. We'll start out with the Colts, who finished 11-5 and in 2020. Well, as we all know, quarterback Phillip Rivers officially retired. The Colts had traded for former Eagles QB Carson Wentz. Are they better with Wentz at QB now, Obed, or should they have gone another route? Um... I just don't like him. I mean, I, I know that he was on an MVP run and all this other stuff. You know, he was on a really good team that went and won a Super Bowl without him. You know, you know, be that as it may, I just don't. He, it, I've said this before, who's coming out of the tunnel? If he comes out here, he's already off on the wrong foot. You had a rookie told you, no, you can't have your effing number. <laughs> right like like come on and he did you see the the stock photos that of him at his uh his first time in his jersey yeah he, he, that dude looks bored like he's just like he yeah. looks so right he could sell he could sell you know laxative commercials for how constipated he looked in that photo man. Like, <laughs> you know so uh, he's is he an upgrade to what they had there he's 100 percent upgrade over jacoby Brissett. he's 100 percent upgrade over aging philip rivers um will they be better with wentz is he going to be missing guys left and right? They have a great offensive line. They have a great run game. If he can't operate behind a great offensive line and a run game, mm-hmm. then he's not adding Jack's spot. You know, I, I think it starts at other position needs too. I think to be, to be honest, you know, I think it, you know, you may want to pick be a, another offensive line, but, but more importantly, I think it's the wide receivers, man. You know, I think, I know you're a fan of Michael Pittman jr, but even T.Y. Hilton, he hasn't been the receiver he want, he once was to be, to be flat, quite flat out honest with you, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's coming off a season where he finished tied for 57th in receptions with 56 catches and only five touchdowns. You know, this is, you know, this is just not T.Y. esque. you know, he only played 10 games a year before, so we can take that away from him. But even back in 2000, 2000, what, 2018, 76 catches on, uh, you know, uh, 1200 yards, but he, you know, that was his, you know, a, a pretty good year from his breakout, his breakout season, I think was back in 2016. He had 91 reception for 1400 yards. What is he going to get back to that T Y Hilton? That's what we want. That's what we're expecting from him. And has he, he has had it. that kind of uh, kind of quarterback play to but, be able to return. Right, no, and, and a hundred percent, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there. He has not, you know what I mean? Yeah. He has a Philip Rivers last year, Brissett the year before. This is all, of course, back in his earlier years, he had Andrew Luck. Now Andrew Luck has been gone now. So can Carson Wentz feed him like he once was fed before and let him put up those kind of numbers? Can T.Y. Hilton go back to being that legitimate number one wide receiver that he showed us, you know, that if he had, what, four consecutive years of a thousand, over, over, over a thousand yards and uh, five out of six years, you know? Can he get back to that? So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing if, you know, because if he doesn't, I think the Colts may be in a position where they may want to look at it, picking up a wide receiver in this draft class and it's loaded with picks, maybe even a corner as well too, to me, uh, because uh, I, I get it, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, excuse me. from Xavier Rhodes. 
Steve Rowe, he, uh, you know, that was a good pickup. I like yeah. that one. Yeah. The, you know, uh, that was a good pickup, but I think he still need another one in that, especially within that um, going up against that division where you had the Titans and even the Texans, because you're throwing against the guy with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Well, we'll get into that in a second, of course, yeah. Yeah. but even the Titans, you know, my, um, uh, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, you know, is, is putting up decent numbers over there too. Yeah. Throwing AJ Brown out there. So yeah. I think, you know, they need another corner as well too, but I think it starts with honestly the wide receiver position for, for, for the Colts. I'd agree. You know, you got to protect the line of scrimmage. You got to be able to have uh, pieces out there to work with. I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. is coming along and you're reuniting Carson Wentz with Trey Burton, who is a holdover from their old days at uh, the Eagles. Maybe there's some familiarity there. Frank Reich, mm-hmm. his old quarterback's coach, you know, maybe they'll these find a way to revitalize him, but mm-hmm. they, I, I would agree with you. They need offensive line. They definitely need wide receiver help. Though. Yep. Yep. Uh, next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was the worst team in the NFL last year, finishing with a one in 15 record who by, they won their first game and lost 15 straight. That's just awful. Um, obviously, they've got the number one pick. It's pretty much all but certain. They will be picking uh, Clemson, former Clemson QB Trevor Lawrence at that spot. But now this is a first year, first time NFL head coach Urban Meyer. What does he really bring to the table? Because he's got a lot of pieces to fix. This team is hurting. Obviously, at QB wide receiver to me offensive line corner safety i mean you name it i think they just need an entire revamp squad what did they really need to do to become to just be relevant once again quite frankly obed uh lose 14 or 13 games get another high draft pick (laughs) trade out of that trade down and scoop up a whole bunch of draft picks Trade that again, scoop up a whole bunch of draft picks, <laughs> start building out the defensive line because it's going to be a, a swinging gate. Mm. Uh, stack out the offensive line. Uh, I think they'll be okay with their riding back situation with James Robinson. GJ Shark, do you pay him? Is to, uh, uh, the quarterback that you're incumbent that you're bringing in going to be able to, uh, you know, feed that quarterback, feed that wide receiver? You need mm-hmm. a tight end. Um, you need you a lot. Need, you need a lot. You need a lot. And it, it's just, if he doesn't have a bunch of picks from the last, uh, the last, what's it called? Uh, management draft? team, the last, not last year, oh, the last, oh, okay. the last, uh, coaching staff. If he hasn't been left with a lot of stuff to work with, it's going to, it's just going to be a thin team. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't see them winning much of anything. Do you think this is kind of a, I guess, work in progress for Urban Meyer? This is like, you know, maybe looking at a year two or three possible winning culture, you know, or later down the line. Man, I say I think he could get it together in three years, but like it's they're going to be losing. I mean, they're going to be losing in that division. I mean, you have to hope that the Texans are about to implode, uh, and then maybe you can catch you know the Colts every now and again when their defense gets shaky. You knowing who the quarterback is could play poorly there. The Titans are the team to beat for certain. And right. I don't think they have it to to get them. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one for Urban Meyer. Um, next up, let's talk about the Houston Texans. They finished four and twelve in last year. Man, I mean, let's just kind of address the elephant in the room, which is Deshaun Watson. Uh, we all know what's been happening off the field in the news outlets for him. He's been accused of sexual assault and sexual misconduct by 21 women now, I believe it is, that filed civil lawsuits against him. Um, it's kind of a shame that it's, you know this is kind of this is happening. He's been regarded as one of the most likable guys, you know, his you know, and in in and around the league for quite some time now, but. I, I I hope this is this is untrue. 
if it is shame on you Deshaun Watson you should absolutely be punished you know obviously we, we would like to hold to the statement we all are innocent until proven guilty but if this is indeed proven to be true I mean he's done I know quite frankly he may even well be done even if it is not proven yet I mean first of all they were he was saying that he wants out of Houston we all know they got they shipped out DeAndre Hopkins without letting him know J.J. Watt bounced out of there. They, he wasn't consulted on the coaching hire. He's not happy with the squad. They came out and said they weren't trading him. Okay, fine. You're not going to trade him because he is your franchise QB. He's one of the top 10 QBs, if not top five QBs in this in this league. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is now with all this going on, do the Texans go ahead and trade him? Or who, But who would even want to pick Drew a trade for that because you have to deal with all that scandal? Or, or do they do they just release him, Obed? Because it's, gonna, it's a very, very difficult and delicate situation to deal with anytime you're dealing with this kind of these kind of issues off the field you have to be very careful it's not only just from a a a lawful a legal standpoint it's from a political and and pr standpoint really you know and they have to do the right thing here because if it is and like like i said we're going to give them the benefit out and it's it until proven guilty okay but if they don't do what's right, the Houston Texans will have a black eye on that organization for quite some time. And we've, cause we've oh. seen it happen. We, okay. have, we have seen it happen. So what do the Texans, do they, do they release him? Do they trade him? Or does he even play at all in 2021? With, whether it's with the Texans or anyone else, I'll bet. Like he's already said that he doesn't intend to play for the Texans in 2021. So they might as well start working on trading him. Uh, and I don't know if a release is going to happen because I don't know the contract terms of his, uh, the negotiated terms of his contract and how much of this money is guaranteed. Can they even recruit some of it? I'm sure their lawyers are working on that right now. Um, he'll play somewhere. Uh, if the league doesn't suspend him, which the people are talking about, the league has seen enough to be able to suspend him, at least put him on the non-football injury list until his, his stuff gets cleared up. There have been, he has apparently produced 18 other uh, massage therapists who are speaking to you know, uh, him being a professional. Um, and, you know, it's hard to know what to believe, right? Why does mm-hmm. one man need 40 massage therapists? But, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. They, I, I'm sure that in the business that he's in, you know, needing a massage when your job is to work out every day. If I feel something when I was in, you know, training by myself on Sunday, and I know I have a game on Monday night, and I've already flown to another city, I don't have a massage therapist. I'm blowing up the phones to find a massage. I mean, it's no different than one of us going to Groupon and using mm-hmm. whoever has a deal. You might have been engaged with six, seven different massage therapists that you've never been to before because you're just chasing a deal. Now, is he doing that? I don't know, mm-hmm. but we will see as this all plays out. I mean, and like I said, just far as all his on the field um, prowess, I mean, this is a guy who finished first in the league last year in passing yards on a four and 12 squad. He, he had over 4,800 yards through the air and 33 touchdowns and only seven interceptions. And mind you, this is without a legitimate number one wide receiver. He got guys like Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kiki Cutie, running back David, David Johnson. They, they did sign Philip Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram this offseason. But I mean, look at his, he is that dude. He's the okay? face of the organization. 100%. But he's damn sure not going to be if this, if this situation, off field situation gets any worse. No. Correct. The matter is, because like I said, again, we are not condoning any of his activities if this is found to be true. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, please know that, let that be clear. It's horrendous. It's heinous. 
Right, absolutely. But on the field, he is the man. Let's just be honest. But again, just from a just from a political standpoint, and then just from a legal standpoint, if this is all comes out, you know, they're gonna have to make a move. And quite frankly, and I don't know. Quite, you said he's gonna play in twenty twenty one. Obed, I think I'm on the other side of the fence than you. I, I'm not sure if he does. I'm not sure if he does because if if indeed again if he's found guilty what have you if he goes to trial or whatever the case is i know it's just civil lawsuits it's not it's not a criminal case right now but it could end up being that way so we'll see how that plays out yeah but i mean they need wide receiver help they need offensive line help to me they even need a they even need a corner as well as the defensive line because we all know jj watt on that is no longer there on that d line um your corners are not established corners in bradley roby or terrence mitchell um, no. I think you need to go, you know, high in this, getting someone in this draft. Like I said, if you're going to go wide receiver, have at it because this draft is loaded with it. Um, yeah. But I think the Texans are, need to try by all means to try to repair the relationship with Deshaun Watson if they can. I'm not sure if they can at this point with everything surrounding him. It looks like he's probably going to be on his way out of Houston, dude, just to be just to be honest. Oh, I agree with you. I think it's it's done. I don't know why. We really, really, Houston is just holding out to try to figure out what they can do um, monetarily to recoup some funds. I don't think mm. they're really thinking about, you know, where they can trade him to. They're just trying to get rid of him. Um, and right. I mean, somebody will, will reach out to him. I, I, I honestly think that he might have been in the Jets plans. I think that might have been bring him over, mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go ahead and start filling out um, the rest of the team by trading out with that draft pick. Maybe that that, you know first round draft pick was going to be a, one of the ones that they gave up to bring him over. Right. right. Draft day. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a rough one there, um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Last up in the AFC South, excuse me, is the Tennessee Titans who won the division last year at 11 and five. Um, now Tennessee hasn't really been making any sort of moves or waves in the kind of this off season, quite frankly, they kind of just kind of been staying pat with their, their roster. You know, if you've got the running back King, King uh, Derek Henry here, AJ Brown at wide receiver, you know, um, looking at their defense, they look to be, look, seem to be okay. You know, they got, oh, they did pick up, but they got Bud Dupree over there at the linebacking linebacker spot. Um, what is the outlook for the Tennessee Titans moving forward? Cause they're all in on Ryan Tannehill, as we know. Um, I just think that you need to round out defensively some more pieces there to really, really keep a hold on, on that, maybe even a, a, like a safety safety spot. But even more so, dude, I'm looking at the tight ends. The tight end, I think this is where you try to make a move, get, get, a, get a big name tight end or, or get someone from the draft. Get, a, get yeah. a tight end to help give Ryan Tannehill another another option other than, other than just A.J. Brown. Because we all know you can feed Derrick Henry all day, but yeah. he, at some point you got to throw the football, right? At some point you got to throw the football. This is what uh, the Baltimore Ravens are learning. Uh, and, you know, you can't let a guy like Jonu Smith, who not only helps with two sure hands and great athleticism as a receiver, but also is a big stout body who moves at the point of attack as a tight end, as a blocker and line. So, you know, something that the New England is definitely going to take advantage of uh, that I think the Titans are going to miss. Um, we'll see who they go after in the draft. I don't know where their draft slot is, but I do think they need to go uh, O-line. Um, and they did bring in a wide receiver uh, in jo- uh, Josh Reynolds from the Rams, a speedy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see them having to bolster that offensive line and, and maybe even add a piece to the defense as well. Um, just you can't get into those shootouts again, you know. Yeah, and the Titans they they are they're at number twenty two 
as of right now. They're at, they're at the, in, the, in the draft in the first round. They have the 22nd pick in the draft. Could be an, could be an offensive lineman. You get an offensive lineman good late at that point. Yep, yep, to shore up that running. I mean, heck, they're they blocking pretty well for Derrick Henry right now, so who knows? But I think you I think you're gonna look at I think you look at tight end and you think you look at, you look at secondary as well, too. Yep. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. Whether you're checking us on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify, we do appreciate it. Um, Obed, any last words for the people before we head out this week? You know, weather's starting to look good. People are out here getting vaccinated. If you get opportunity, you know, yes. help out somebody who who needs it, who, you know, doesn't know where to get signed up. I know you got some elderly out there, some people who are in high-risk groups. You know, let's let's do our part here. We got to keep wearing masks. We got to maintain social distancing. You know, even when you get uh, your vaccination, you want to do your best to stay safe until we get out of the woods and then we get back to summer 21. Yeah, man, dude. But you talking about the weather getting nice. It's a great time of year for baseball. Opening day is tomorrow. Baseball is back, ladies and gentlemen. Check, it, check them out some games tomorrow, April 1st. Opening day of baseball is back. Uh, well, folks, again, that is going to do it. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at DWWENT. For Obed, I am Sherm. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.